Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. Um, I I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. But I do feel like um, there is a crunch here. And I feel like um, I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you today about it. But I, I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever. Because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, all of I hear, I hear all these no's. No, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, any of those things and more so. Um, And that's all I wanted to say to you. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine. I'm going to start off right out the gate with a quote, an infamous quote from Jenny Wow Farley, star of Jersey Shore. You could stay here, get your ass beat. You can stay here, you get your fucking ass beat. And those are words that I have personally from myself to Jamie Spears, Jamie Lynn Spears, Lynn Spears, Brian, is that the brother? Everybody can get these hands. Let's talk about what happened this week. The moment I think that was a culmination of a lot of, I don't even think it's fair to say fan theories since uh, given what we heard from Miss Brittany Jean herself seems to be fact regarding how she's been treated, how she's been mistreated for the past 13 years. She wants to get out from under the thumb of her conservatorship of her greedy grubby handed little family and everybody who is benefiting off of her hard labor because all y'all are getting way more money off of miss britney jean spears than britney jean spears herself fuck all of you guys so as we know yesterday britney pumped onto the scene virtually and Rit spoke out in an incredibly brave, um, emotional, um, just a statement that I think none of us expected. 
I am so proud of her. I am heartbroken for her. I am enraged at the way, the depths to which people can be so selfish and so underhanded and vile. I am livid. I am livid for Britney Spears. Okay, so we have to start from before, right? We have to start from the days leading up to this hearing. The New York Times drops an article um, in which previously sealed documents from 2016, a conversation that Britney had with a probate investigator regarding her situation, her conservatorship, those documents were uh, found and written about in the Times. So this article starts by saying that Brittany articulated that she feels the conservatorship has become an impressive and controlling tool against her. Uh, this was written by the court investigator in 2016. So we're talking five years ago slash eight years into her conservatorship, um, adding that Spears reportedly believed the system had, quote, too much control. She is sick of being taken advantage of, and she said that she is the one working and earning her money, but everyone around her is on her payroll. This is um, another add-in from the investigation. Um, According to the New York Times, Jamie, Brittany's mother, father, um, who is apparently at this time living in an RV in Kentwood, Louisiana, um, he earns about $16,000 a month as her conservator. I'm not sure if he still does because he has stepped down and there has been another person um, in the interim because he stepped down due to like health reasons or whatever. Um, so let's just say, yeah, I mean, I guess currently now he's making about 16 a month as her conservator, along with the court approved percentage commission from his daughter's business deals. So in 2014, he reportedly, um, was granted 1.5% of gross revenues from Brittany's Las Vegas residency. So he, that grossed, that Las Vegas residency grossed about a hundred million dollars. So he made like a $1.5 million off of her four year Las Vegas residency. Um, on top of the $160,000 that he was making, um, as her conservatorship on top of any other commission that she was, uh, making during that time from business deals. So a couple million, 2.1 million just off of the Vegas residency and uh, fuck him. Fuck him. Okay. So according to the times, the probate investigator concluded that the conservatorship was necessary based on quote, her complex finances, susceptibility to undue influence and quote, intermittent drug issues. Um, so she tried to get out. She's been trying for years to get out. She, we've seen so much, uh, conflicting information, uh, where Brittany's saying that she's fine. She's happy. She's happy where she is. She's happy in general. Um, that don't worry about me. I'm living my best life. I'm doing fashion shows on Instagram. I'm twirling around and, you know, uh, dancing to, uh, Brown Skin by India Ari with my hot himbo boyfriend. The 
wild uh, Hulu New York Times article or New York Times documentary dropped a few months ago. And everybody was like, damn, I wonder what Britney thinks about this because it was incredibly damning on the part of her uh, family and her father and how much control he had. And Britney came out and said, hey, thank you guys for the support. I don't agree with what has come out. And, you know, talk to y'all later. Now, come to find out, Britney says, that shit's not true. She was lying, saying that she was fine when she was not. And everything that all of these fans thought might be happening was happening. And it's even worse than even people were thinking initially. So I'm just going to get through, this was a 25, I think 24, 25 minute speech that she did during this hearing. I'm just going to like... I was trying to truncate some of this into just like the top five most horrendous things. And I think I did so, but I could not eliminate or edit down any part of the first opening statement that she made. Here we go. Mm. So Brittany starts by saying, basically, a lot has happened since two years ago. The last time I wrote this all down, the last time I was in court. I'll be honest with you, I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and I wrote in length what I had been through the last four months before I came there. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I'll recap. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do it. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney. And then the judge interrupts her and says, Miss Spears, I hate to interrupt you, but my court reporter is taking down what you're saying. So you'll have to speak a little bit more slowly. So Brittany says, so basically what she's saying is that she had a hearing in 2018. She tried to get out and she didn't feel like she was heard. So she is really coming out swinging now. So she says, Oh, of course. Yes. Okay. The people who did this to me should not be able to walk away so easily. To recap, I was in tour in 2018. I was forced to do my management said, if I don't do this tour, I'll have to find an attorney. And by contract, my own management can sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and scary. And with the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney. So out of fear, I went ahead and do the tour. So first bombshell dropped is that she was manipulated by her attorneys to do a tour, generate all this money for them. And she was intimidated into thinking that she would seek or she would have like serious consequences if she didn't do the tour. She was scared. She got this paper. She's walking off stage. They're like, you have to sign it. And she felt like she had to. So Brittany goes on to say, when I came off that tour, a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early, but it was hard because I'd been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told this was the timeline and this is how it's going to go. I rehearsed four days a week, half the time in the studio and half of the other time in a Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show. I actually did most of the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of videos of me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. I led a room of 16 new dancers in rehearsal. 
It's funny to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication. My medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsal. They don't even see me. So why are they claiming that? When I said no to one dance move in rehearsals, it was as if I planted a huge bomb somewhere. And I said, no, I don't want to do it this way. After that, my management, my dancers, and my assistants of the new people that were supposed to do the new show all went into a room, shut the door, and didn't come out for at least 45 minutes. Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by my at-the-time therapist, Dr. Benson, and Dr. Benson died in 2019. Uh, Brittany later says that she thanked God that he died because she thought she might be free. How fucked up is that? Um, She said she was told by her at the time therapist that her manager called him and that at that moment told him that she wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals. And he also said that I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb. I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years. Give me my same medication. And I'm nowhere near these stupid people. It made no sense at all. So lying saying that she's not being cooperative simply because there was one dance move. Who are the fuck are these people to say which dance move should go on? She is the natural talent choreographer. And again, it brings up a great point that she brings up is how am I so capable to make all you bitches money, but I'm not capable of handling my own life. How was that? How sway make that make sense. So let's really set this up. She is, you know, we're talking 2008 was when all this shit went down, when the conservatorship was initially initiated. It is fair to say that Brittany was not going through a good time. She had just had two babies, basically back to back. She was hormonal. She was in this lion's pit of paparazzi swirling all around her. She's almost certainly postpartum she is you know doing all these things she's going through it and people let her spiral downward and downward and downward until things get scary and they're using things like you know the paparazzi shots of her driving her son um in the front seat with her or he's in the driver's seat while she's holding, you know, like he's in her lap while she's holding him in the driver's seat. And she's saying the reason why she did that was because first of all, she's country <laughs> and that's her dad did to her all the time. And also she was running from the paparazzi. She was scared. And I don't clearly like we can't say, Oh, Brittany just got into her situation for nothing. Fair. There were probably very good and sound reasons for her to get a temporary conservatorship at the time 12 years ago, right? 13 years ago. But here we are. She's doing tours. She's going on doing on television, doing performances. She's doing, what was she on The Voice? She is hosting, not hosting, but judging, um doing all these things, but all at the same time, she's incapable and she's uh, so susceptible to influence and blah, blah, blah. I think when she announced her Vegas tour, people were of two minds. Obviously, 
people were very excited to have access to Britney in that way. And it really could have been a great thing for her. And I think maybe in many ways it was because it provided the stability of not having to go on like a national or international tour. She can make a life for her kids and, you know, there are benefits to having a, a contract like that financially and otherwise. Um, not to toot my own horn, but something about that, like, I've always felt deeply uncomfortable with the way Britney has been treated. I've always felt like something was not right. And this is nothing to feel good about. Like, I don't want to have to be like, oh, my instincts are right. Like, oh, I won. Like, no, this is fucking terrible. And... I just had a feeling that there was something more sinister to that Vegas residency than we were being presented. Um, So to continue, Brittany says there was a week period where they were nice to me and I told them I didn't want to do the move. They were nice to me. They said, if I didn't want to do the new Vegas show, I don't have to because I was getting really nervous. It was like lifting literally 200 pounds off of me when they said, I don't have to do the show anymore because it was really, really hard on myself And it was too much. I couldn't take it. So I remember telling my assistant, you know what? I feel weird if I say no. I feel like they're going to come back and be mean to me or punish me or something. And then three days later, after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All this was false. He immediately the next day put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off of my normal meds I've been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad really about anything. I told him I was scared and my doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication come to my home stay with me to monitor me on this new medication which I never wanted to be on to begin with there were six different nurses in my home and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere for a month not only did my family not do a goddamn thing my dad was all for it anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad and my dad acted like he didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away when my kids went home to Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two-week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down, and did a psych test on me. It took forever, but I was told I had to. Then after, I got a phone call from my dad basically saying I'd failed the test or whatever, He says, I'm sorry, Brittany, you have to listen to your doctors. They're planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a small rehab program and that we're going to make, uh, we're going to make up for you. So. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f***? Are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. What I'm hearing is she's overworked from the first residency. They announce a second residency. She gets, she says no to a simple dance move. Everybody flips the fuck out. She says, I don't really want to do this anyway. I'm too overworked and I need a break. And they're like, oh, our cash cow is speaking up and and being unruly. Okay, let's drug her and also put her into some sort of confinement where she is getting tested, having psych evaluations for hours on end, and that she is going to be cut off from any sort of um, normal lifestyle. And also you have to pay for it. And guess what? It's going to be $60,000 a month. <laughs> Brittany says, I cried on the phone for an hour and he, Jamie, my her father, loved every minute of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me he loved to control to hurt his own daughter. A hundred thousand percent. He loved it. I packed my bags and went to that place, the place in Beverly Hills. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking, making anyone work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport, and placing them in a home where they work with the people who live with them. They all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the 24-7 security. There was a chef that came there and cooked for me daily during the weekdays. They watched me change every day, naked, morning, noon, at night. Uh, my body. I had no privacy door for my room. I gave eight. It sounded like she said vials of blood a week. Like, what the fuck? Why are you giving all this blood? To... <laughs> Dude. She goes on to say, if I didn't do any of my meetings and work from the eight to six at night, which is 10 hours a day, seven days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And ma'am, I will tell you, sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door at the end of it. They made her a slave. (laughs) I'm like flabbergasted that they they would they I want everybody under the jail I 
the fact that they would take advantage of her like possible disability and i've seen so many beautiful conversations from disabled people about how horrific this is that they would basically use her any diagnosis that she had against her in an effort to control every aspect of her life. You're telling me you're a grown-ass woman who has to change in front of people who doesn't even have a door to her bedroom like she's some sort of unruly teen who sneaks out. What the hell? So Brittany says, and that's why I'm telling you this again two years later, after I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. It's a lie. I thought... I just maybe if I said that enough that maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I'm traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. I mean, does not... It makes me want to... Just like, dog, like... Here's what fucks me up. Here's what fucks me up. Is all of it. But the thing that really struck me, and maybe this is just like me not really thinking about this until Brittany put it into perspective, is she talks about how her dad likes to be evil to her. That he liked and enjoyed having the control over her in order to hurt her. So here's what fucked me up. He didn't even have to do all that, dog. Like, we all know on some level that if you're a mega star and you're making money, like, fuck you money, like, I could be off this planet today and several generations that stand before me or, you know, that are, that I would breed would be millionaires like she had that kind of money highly successful if she never worked a day in her life again even before this vegas residency and they were just like careful about the kind of money she made if she never recorded another song if she never went on tour britney jean spears would have been a multi-millionaire she would have been fine so my thing is it's not like Okay, maybe there was a point where she was not handling her money well and she was spending it and she was being irresponsible. But also, uh, that is within her right to do as an adult, right? The woman is almost 40. She'll be 40 this year. We're talking about something that happened 12 years ago. She was 28. That's a whole adult. Um, And if you mismanage your funds, you mismanage your funds. But okay. Okay. Back to my point is, okay, if you're somebody who makes a ton of fucking money, like Britney Spears, Britney, by all accounts, is known to be a very sweet woman. I imagine she's probably a very generous woman. And I imagine that if her father just wanted to be nice, he could have even been like a crappy dad. And I think she still would have been taken care of. Like, you're not even, you're sitting here living in a, he could have, he could have easily, like, she could have given him, if he just wanted to be a decent father, giving him fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 a month would have been nothing to her. You know what I mean? Like, 
it didn't even have to be you choose you chose to be evil in a way to be so selfish and so money grubbing you could have done nothing you could have done so much less work and still gotten the same benefits off of this like you could have lived in a tra- you could have been living in an rv this whole time my guy <laughs> like that would have been nothing if if really all you wanted to do was like live your days in an rv in in wherever the fuck louisiana kentland louisiana and you know have i i don't even know like any woman you want just like you could have lived on a on a throne of nice fresh cool coors lights and you could have lived on a property where you got went skeet shooting all day and you know dip cans coming in by the caseload you could have lived this life just being her father and being like kind of nice you're doing all this shit to be evil to your daughter for what that's a sick man. And the fact that he was able to rope everybody else in on this is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Because we know that this man has been a shithead from the beginning. He has been a shitty father. So why would Jamie Lynn like side with her shitty dad and not her sister who's responsible for getting her a career? What what is it that Jamie's been doing to these people that he is running everybody with an iron fist, not just Brittany? But mostly, why couldn't you just be a decent human being? It did not, it's not worth all of this. Like, you put your daughter into slavery, so for a couple hundred thousand dollars a year? It It doesn't add up to me. It it just makes me so sad. Like, we did not have to get here. So, that was her opening statement. The second part that really upset me is when she says, I'm not lying, I just want my life back, and it's been 13 years, and it's enough. It's been a long time since I've, I've owned my money, and it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end without being tested. So, what she's saying is that she was under the impression that it, in order to get out of her conservatorship, that she would have to go undergo a psych evaluation. And she's like... Bitch, I go through those damn near every other day, so I don't want to have to do it again. And then at one point she says that, let me pause here, because um, her conservator at one point says, you know, she wanted to be out. She said, this person said this like earlier this year, I believe, you know, Britney Spears has every right to say if she doesn't want to be in the conservative, she chose, she chose not to be in it. Like she chooses not to like get out of the conservatorship. But Brittany at one point says that she had no idea that she even had the option to petition to end the conservatorship. That like, I was ignorant. Nobody told me that I could say how I feel and try to get out of this. But the other, like Jamie's defense was saying, Oh, you know, if she wanted to do what she could, you know, like the door's open, right? So she wants to get out of this conservatorship and she does not want to have to do a psych eval to get out of it. So she says, 
Again, it makes no sense whatsoever for the state of California to sit back and literally watch me with their own two eyes, make a living with so, for so many people, and pay so many people, trucks and buses on the road with me, and to be told I'm not good enough. But I'm great at what I do, and I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am, and it's enough. It makes no sense at all. Now, going forward, I am not willing to meet or see anyone. I've met with enough people against my will. I'm done. All I want is to own my money for this to end, to end, and my boyfriend to drive me in his fucking car. And I would honestly like to sue my family. To be totally honest with you, I would also like to be able to share my story with the world and what they did to me instead of it being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. I want to be able to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this, um, by making me stay in this for so long. It's not good for my health my heart. I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me. Mention it all, girl. Mention it all. I thought that was great to not only say I'm suing all you hoes and I'm telling everything. I don't want to be in the situation where, um, you know, like it, I'm not, I'm not making nice with you guys. <laughs> she, Oh, I love this. She it was like, no more. No moss. Not only, um, I want you guys out of my life. I'm suing you for all the money that you took from me. And I want to be able to say anything. So don't try to get me into some like cushy LA agreement where everything gets settled out and everything goes in the wash. And then I'm not allowed to say anything for the rest of my life. I'm saying it. And I think at one point she says, I, I, didn't know that this was an open hearing and I'm actually glad it is. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Brittany at one point says that she has to undergo therapy three times a week. She doesn't want to do that anymore. Um, she says that she did not seek out any of the therapists that she has to sit there and talk to. And she's tired of it. She goes on to say, number one, I'm scared of people. I don't trust the people that I've with what I've been through. And the clever setup of being in Westlake, which is where one of her um, therapist offices, one of the most exposed places in Westlake, which yesterday paparazzi showed me coming out of the place, literally crying in therapy. It's embarrassing. It's demoralizing. I deserve privacy when I go and I have therapy either at my home, like I've done for eight years. They've always come to my home and or when Dr. Benson, that man that died, I went to a similar place uh, to what I went to in West Lake, and it was very exposed and really bad. Um, 
And then she says that therapist that she had that died in 2019, um, he abused her by the treatment that he gave her. So basically what she's saying at this point is that not only do they make her, they force her into like multiple therapy sessions a week, but they also do it in a place where like a paparazzi bubble. So they get her coming out and she's looking upset and it makes her look unstable and it makes her look worse in the public eye. Now, if you guys look back and I'm I'm sure they're still on there, I haven't checked, but I'm sure if you went to uh, Brittany's Instagram, um, there have been a couple of videos, at least two videos posted in the past week that make her look out of it. It makes her look manic. It makes her look unwell. It makes her look like she is not of sound mind. And I had, uh, you know, the group chat was popping talking about this. And my thought, something had told me like, isn't her hearing about to come up? Because these videos look she looks really unwell and she's acting really like weird and strange. And I wonder who's putting these videos out days before she's about to go through a hearing. Wouldn't that be interesting if they put it, pumped her up with whatever the fuck medication she doesn't know that she's taking. She's not aware that she's taking. Um, she's, you know, acting strange. Wouldn't that be a great thing to put out days before to, um, you know, cause some sort of, uh, you know, uh, reason for people to not believe her and to think she's not of sound mind. So at this point, Brittany starts talking about her conservative, her conservator who took over for Jamie in 2019. Um, her name is Jody Montgomery. It seems like everybody's kind of in cahoots with people because Brittany doesn't even have a lawyer that she has hired and done the due diligence of hiring on her own. She is a court appointed attorney to handle this conservatorship. So in March of this year, um, her court appointed attorney, his name is Samuel Ingham filed a petition with the LA superior court requesting that, um, Jody, her interim conservator be moved from like a a temporary position to a permanent succession from Jamie. So as a conservator of Brittany, Jody would continue to hold the same powers that she has had since Jamie stepped down, which include restricting and limiting the pop stars visitors. Um, though apparently she couldn't have prevented Brittany from seeing her court, court appointed, uh, attorney. Um, so restricting and limiting the pop stars visitors, retaining caretakers and security guards, prosecuting civil harassment, restraining orders, communicating with medical professionals and having access to all records regarding Brittany's treatment, diagnosis and testing. So even though Jamie relinquished his control of Brittany's personal affairs to the conservator, Jody Montgomery in September of 2019, he continued to serve as the conservator of, Britney's estate. So August of 2020, about a year into uh, Jody being this interim conservator, um, she said in a court filing that Britney was strongly opposed to Jamie continuing to be the sole person in charge of her fortune. And then three months later, uh, the lawyer told the judge that Britney um, was afraid of Jamie that she will not perform as long as her father is in charge of a career. And as a result, 
the judge ordered in February 2021 that Jamie would have to share equal power with Britney's estate with a wealth manager, wealth management firm called the Bessemer Trust. So as of now, Jamie and the Bessemer Trust are the conservatives of Britney's personal fortune and Jody is her conservatorship in terms of like her personal affairs, um, who she can't see, who she, you know, has access to all of her medical records, etc. Now, I think people had been under the impression that Jody was actually kind of the savior for Brittany, but it seems like Brittany's not really fucking with Jody either because she says, It's not okay to force me to do anything I don't want to do. By law, Jody and this so called team should honestly i should be able to sue them for threatening me and saying if i don't go and do these meetings twice a week we can't let you have your money and go to maui on your vacations you have to do what you're told for this program and then you'll be able to go but this was a very clever thing one of the most exposed places in westlake knowing that i have the hot topic of the conservatorship that over five paparazzis are going to show up and beg me excuse me and get me crying coming out of that place i begged them to make sure they did this at my home so i would have privacy i deserve privacy so she's saying i obviously like don't want all these excessive therapy sessions but also you're making me do this in these paparazzi hubs. Like they should be coming to me. If you guys are really concerned about my well-being, then I should be able to have these sessions in private. Um, Brittany then goes on to say another thing that I found interesting is that um, it also took took a year during COVID to get any self-care methods. So not getting her hair done, nails done, whatever. She thought she was told that there were no services available. People had been lying, saying like, oh, you can't do your stuff. So she was just sitting there looking crazy with, you know, not getting her nails done. She said, well, my mom went to the spot twice in Louisiana during COVID, like to get her stuff done. For a year, I didn't have my nails done. No hairstyling, no massages, no acupuncture, nothing for a year. I saw the maids come in my home each week and their nails were done differently each time. She made me feel like my dad does. Very similar, her behavior and my dad. Just a different dynamic. Um, Then she says, I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. And I think this was the standout moment that everybody was just like, holy shit. She says... I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. I wanted to take the IUD out so I could start to trying to have another baby, but this so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children, any more children. So basically this conservatorship is doing way more harm than good. And that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. Um, and then the judge says, you know, this was a lot and thank you for sharing your story. Um, it's worth mentioning that during this hearing, Jamie appeared by phone as well as Lynn, Brittany's mom, and Jamie released a statement. Um, there was a 20 minute recess recess after Brittany's hearing. And then Jamie released a statement after that. He said, Jamie's sorry to see his daughter in so much pain. He loves his daughter and misses her very much. This is according to his attorney, Vivian Lee Thoreen. Um, he can choke. He can really choke. Um, 
I'm really disappointed with Jamie Lynn because I was under the impression and I was so excited that there had been all these rumors that like Jamie Lynn was kind of on the side of Britney and that she like, gosh, if we, I think a, a certain contingency of people thought if she could just get in there, that she's going to help Britney because she doesn't fuck with her dad either. But it seems like Jamie Lynn has, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. The apple does not far fall far from that disgusting, horrific tree. Jamie Lynn's just as bad as her dad and her mom. And I just hope the best for our Brittany. I really do. I cannot believe that we live in a day and age in which somebody who has so known and so wealthy, like, let's take the fame aspect out of it, that somebody could literally could just be in plain sight enslaved and in a hostage situation. It is just shocking to me that they were able to do that for this long. And thank God she was able to speak out on her own. Thank God she realized like, oh, I do have a sense of autonomy. And there are, there is at least one legal channel that I can take to try and free myself. Like, I just want to have a normal life. I just want to be able to, like, love somebody and do what I want. And at one point she says that she was afraid to even say anything because she didn't think people would believe her and how she read or she watched uh, Paris's documentary that came out and she was like, I watched that documentary about all the things that she went through at that school and how the abuse that she endured and I didn't believe her. I thought that was really powerful, especially knowing that, like, Brittany and Paris had a relationship at some point. Like, they know each other. For her to say, this, I watched somebody and I straight up did not believe the things that she said. And you knew her. That's wild. That's wild. Um, just to talk about, like, the power of perception. Ugh. I feel for her. I really do. I mean... I mean, at one point she said she doesn't even really believe in therapy. She believes in taking it to God, but she said, but I do need like one therapy session though. And she did laugh. She's like, I know I do need one, at least one a week. So, <laughs> um, I, I feel for her. Free Britney, y'all. Hashtag free Britney till it's backwards. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, this was really on my spirit and I just, uh, I'm disgusted. I'm thrilled that we got to hear her voice. And like I said, like those Instagram, there are so many Instagram posts that make her seem very different from the woman that we heard on this hearing today. She sounded of sound mind. She was pissed. She knows exactly what's going on. And that was not the voice and the speech of a woman who is unaware and happy with her situation. And I hope that everybody um, moves very quickly to get the wheels into motion to get her what she wants and what she deserves. And a big fuck you to Perez Hilton and Justin Timberlake, who were trying to hop on this bandwagon and say, oh, I just can't believe it. 
I cannot believe, oh, we should do everything we can to help her when you guys, you two little slimy motherfuckers were two of the biggest evil demons that really set into motion like, oh, she is crazy. Oh, look at her. You guys are the ones that helped her, you know, helped the people that are fucking her over that y'all made a case for her. And you guys should really be ashamed of that. And I don't want to hear, oh, me and Jessica Beal, I really feel for her and we send our support to her. <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, let me go because before I start getting petty. Bye, love you, bye.